Hi guys, welcome to Made It Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hayflin. Made It Happen Podcast is a series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with young female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Lindsay, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for joining me here today. And I'm very excited to hear about your journey as an entrepreneur and starting your own business. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yes, absolutely. So how about we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so a bit about my background. I grew up on airplanes, is what I always like to say. My mom was a flight attendant and a single mom when I was growing up, and this was pre-9-11, so when she didn't have a nanny for me, um, I would just be on the airplanes with her on her flights, (laughs) so I think until I started school full-time, I was on at least three or four airplanes a month. Um, and which gave me a really different perspective of the world where, you know, cultures blend together and, um, there's no such thing as those limits and borders. And that was really reflected later in my life. I, uh, I went to university in the UK and London and, and worked there for a while and then moved to India and worked in India and the Bollywood film industry there for a while came back to Canada, started my company uh, 11 years ago, Jive, and then uh, we expanded to the U.S. And, and so we moved to the U.S. and we, we work with clients from all around the world, uh, as well as obviously a lot of Canadian clients and a lot, a lot of U.S. clients. But uh, it's that I think the approach of just we're all, humanity is one. And uh, yes, there's different borders and different cultures, but there's ways to communicate across all of them. And we, and we do speak a common language Uh, might not be like English or Spanish, but we just speak a common language of being human. And I think that's like a big grounding part of uh, what instills itself at at, at Jive and and our philosophies and what we do for our clients. Yes, absolutely. I I love that. And I love um, sort of the background behind it. And so then what was it that really made you decide to start your own business? Well, it's one of those stories of I couldn't get a job. <laughs> so when I uh, when I came back from my years abroad, uh, I was applying for jobs in Canada, and they didn't see the the value on the international experience for for the specific jobs I was applying for. Um, and so, really, out of just necessity, I, I started my own business and doing contracts between uh, India, the UK, and Canada in the entertainment industry because that's what I knew. Uh, and then those contracts, uh, one-off contracts just started growing and growing and growing. And the next thing I knew, I had to hire someone to help me. And then I found a business partner. Um, and uh, here we are 11 years later. And I, I guess I still can't, still wouldn't be able to find a job if I tried. Wow. And so what was it that really brought you into that industry specifically? 
So I, I, entertainment was always something that uh, appealed to me growing up. I think, again, it goes to that, you know, the universal language of communicating emotions and, and, and themes and, and the power of story to do that. So whether it's like on screen or through music or, or whatever it might be, I think that um, art has a way to, to just to cut through borders and, and speak directly to, to, to humans and, and to, into hearts. Uh, and then couple that with communications and the ability to tell stories on behalf of stories. So we always say that, you know, when we first started, we <clears throat> worked mostly in entertainment and we, t we tell the trailer to the trailer. So we help tell the story about the story to get people to see it. Um, and I think that's a really important skill set because uh, communicating and understanding is, is everything in the world. And I don't think we, uh, I don't think we do it enough. I think we all you know, communicate from, from a, a certain place when we, when we really need to take time to, to put it, put it into story context and make people stand up and take notice. Uh, and then we, we spanned out and we do entertainment, but we also do brands. Um, so it's at the end of the day, storytelling is at the heart of everything we do. And I've always been attracted to storytelling, whether it's an art form or, or from a business perspective. Yes, absolutely. I definitely agree that that's a, that's definitely a key, um, you know, quality to have and be able to share those stories in meaningful ways. So I definitely agree there. And then, so I guess once your business got started or even now, um, how is it that you find sort of your clients and market your business? You know, we've been around for 11 years and I'd say up until the last year, it's been just mostly word of mouth. So through through our networks, through existing clients and referrals, it's been a really organic process. And, um, you know, like the cobbler shoe syndrome, we, we don't end up marketing ourselves. And then really in the last year, we've started actually doing what we do for our clients for ourselves. Um, and so that's been, you know, a, a combination of speaking with you on, on podcasts or um, investing more in our social media, um, attending events, uh, conferences, speaking at different things. So uh, really just, just any way and, and where that we can go and chat with like-minded people and, um, and talk about what we're passionate about, which which is a storytelling process, whether it's traditionally or digitally. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, those are some those are some definitely really great ways. And then, has there been sort of I'm sure there's been a couple, but any sort of big challenges that you've had to overcome um, ever like since starting your business or while you were starting your business? And what did you do during these times? Oh yeah, lots of challenges. Uh, <laughs> so. Some of the, you know, the key ones I'll, I'll, I'll mention, um, you know, one is when we grew too fast. So uh, that was about, I'd say probably about year six of the business or no, so year, year, year four to six, we grew so fast and then we hired so fast to support the growth. Uh, and we didn't understand um, our numbers and the, and the ebbs and flows well enough to be able to sustain that. So uh, we ended up getting into like financial issues, uh, you know, over those few years. And that's, as an entrepreneur, that's really tough. And you can see how that makes or breaks a business when you, you don't, you know, you, you measure things based on your bank account balance when that's not an accurate reflection of how you need to look at your business. You really need to look at the balance sheet and the P&Ls and uh, be able to project, you know, three to six 
months in advance and have historical data that supports where you're going. Uh, and at that point, we were just entrepreneurs doing what we, you know, doing what we can to, to service clients and we weren't looking at the fundamentals of the business. So it was a really good lesson uh, that even if you don't consider yourself a numbers person, you need to learn how to be friends with your P&L and your balance sheet. Um, so we learned it a painful way, but we learned it and thankfully we survived and, uh, we've, you know, never had that issue again, which is unfortunate. Uh, another issue is I had to buy out my business partner, um, about three years ago. And, uh, that was always a challenge because we were really good friends going into it. We wanted to maintain our friendship coming out of it. Uh, but there's still the delicate nature of, you know, uncoupling a business and uh, we put our friendship at the first and foremost, and, and we still have a very strong friendship today. So it was a challenge while we we're in it, but rewarding on the on the other side of it. Um, and I, I always say to, to anyone who's starting a business, having a co-founder is a fantastic thing um, because you can share the responsibility, you can share the creativity, you, you can move faster and stronger. Uh, but make sure that you negotiate the divorce before you get married. It's like that prenup rule. And I think it's really important for a business as well, um, because I have other friends and entrepreneurs who haven't had as successful of a, a uncoupling stories with, with business partners before. So really negotiating the divorce before you decide to go into business with someone uh, is my advice to all entrepreneurs who are starting out. Yeah, that's definitely a really great piece of advice. And then I guess with the business partners as well, is do you have any um, advice for, you know, what you should be looking for in your business partner before you even go into business? And, you know, how do you find that right person? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's like a combination of art and science. So I think as females, we have really good instincts. And so if it feels right, like, you know, trust in that, but also, you know, do your due diligence as well. Um, one of the best things that we did is we had, we looked at our skill strengths, you know, we, we looked at what our, her strengths were, what my strengths were, what her weaknesses were, what my weaknesses were. And then we divvied up tasks in the business based on those those strengths and weaknesses um, and we like literally wrote it out on a piece of paper of okay you're gonna do this I'm gonna do this you're gonna do this I'm gonna do this and if there was ever any you know miscoms on it we would go back it was like a one piece of paper <laughs> one sheet piece of paper and we'd go back to it um, so I think being able to and, I, and the strength of an entrepreneur also is being able to admit your weaknesses uh, as well, because I think everyone wants to think they don't have weaknesses, but I actually think it's a strength to be able to sit there and say, no, I am really not good at um, attention to detail or no, I am really not good at IT. I want nothing to do with that. Um, so identifying those at the at the onset. Yes, absolutely. I think those are some really great points there. Um, and then also speaking of challenges, um, you know, right now, especially with COVID-19, um, it has definitely affected a lot of businesses. How, how has this affected your business? And, you know, if, have there been any changes that you've had to make in light of this? Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I go by the mantra of constraints fuels creativity and I think when you're when you're challenged and you get constraints like the ones that COVID has created is it forces you as an entrepreneur to be to be creative uh, the interesting thing about the position that we're in is obviously we had to be creative about our business jive itself but we also had to be very creative for our clients businesses because we saw a lot of our clients businesses dry up um, we represent a lot of, you know, in the hospital, uh, like in-person shopping centers, um, plays, 
sporting events, sporting teams. So those businesses changed overnight. And so we really had to pivot with clients and see how we could get creative and how um, they could adjust what they were doing business-wise to, to work through COVID. And, and, and same with us, you know, obviously we're no longer in physical office spaces right now. Uh, the Canadian team is, is able to meet in person more often, but um, the U.S. team isn't. And so how we adapt to that. Um, and I mean, there, there was so many, but I think our team has done an incredible job of adjusting, like really just a great group of incredible humans who've banded together. And um, I almost felt like they like didn't even phase them, that, you know, like the, the shutdown happened and they were like right in it and everyone was super positive and supporting each other and, and also rallying around the clients that we had that, that needed their support as well. So a really strong team in place helped, um, helped ease any of the issues that we had with COVID. Mm-hmm, definitely. That's that's good to hear. And, you know, speaking of teams as well, you know, what are some of the things that you're looking for when you are hiring for hiring for your team? You know, you said that is a huge part of the success of it right now. Um, what are some of those things you're looking for? Yeah, that's a really good question. We we bring it back down to our core values every time. So we we define everything we do for our clients against our core values and we define everything we do at Jive against our core values. So that's, you know, number one is we're obsessed with communicating, which hopefully is, is true because we are a communications agency, but that doesn't just mean communicating to media on behalf of clients. It also means that we, you know, communicate with each other. We're constantly keeping everyone in the loop. Um, there's there's always that flow of transparency communication. Uh, another one is hustle and heart. So, you know, we're an agency. We're, it's busy. It's scrappy. We expect everyone to be proactive, um, but do it with heart. Uh, so it's, it's that combo approach of, you know, going to step and beyond every time that you can, but doing it with, with kindness for, for your fellow colleagues, as well as for your clients. Um, also, you know, leveraging collective genius, we call it. So there's, we have people that are spread all over North America. And just because you're working out of the Toronto office, the Vancouver office or LA office, uh, doesn't mean that you're in a silo. It's, it's tapping into the creativity of your team members everywhere. Um, and, and just because you're not on one account that you're still brainstorming and helping on another account. So always looking for people to, to weigh in on, on things like that. Uh, we get results, period. At the end of the day, everyone can be, you know, nice and, 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 and try hard, but we need to get results. So as, as long as people are proving results for their clients over and over again, then, then they're, you know, they're excellent team players. Um, and then the last one is we like good humans. Like at the end of the day, it goes back to that humanity that I talked about at the beginning is that we, we spend so much of our time at work and with the people that we work with, like, so you better enjoy it. And, um, that is a key thing that we hire for is that, you know, you need to be a good human and you need to want to show up and support your colleagues as well as your clients. Yes, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And I think those are some great qualities to be looking for. So that's, that's good to hear. And then, um, you know, throughout your journey, I know, you know, you've been recognized for a lot of, um, a lot of big success moments. Is there sort of one that comes to mind, you know, looking back at your journey? That's interesting, because it's, you know, it's always, a, it's such an honor when you when you receive those, but it, 
and I don't mean this of like not being appreciative of them, but I wouldn't say that like an award has kind of been like the uh, something that I'm I'm proud of. What I what I'm proud of is that it's 11 years and we're still in business and we're thriving. And COVID hit and we're still going strong and we have awesome team members. Um, and I think what I'm proud of is like this moment right now and, and everything it's taken to get here and the challenges and the triumphs and just that, that, that we're here. So it, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily an award, but more of just like day to day, like here we are and we've been shaped by everything that, that over the last 11 years that, that helped us get to this point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love to hear that. And, you know, you did say that the reason that you guys still are here, one would be having a great team. Do you think there's another point that, you know, that really stands out with your company as to why it is so successful and how it has gotten to where it is today? I mean, the team is the core of, of any services agency. And in, in my mind, you know, you're, you're only as good as your people and, you know, the clients stay on and clients refer other clients because of the people that they're working with. So, you know, first and foremost is, is the team. Um, in terms of, of, of other things that I'd say that lead to the success, I think the agility that we have um, being boutique, you know, we've never... Uh, you know, we've had offers to like be bought out by a big firm or do this, but we've never wanted that. Like we're, you know, we, we love that we're able to service the clients. We do, we make the decisions we want to make. We say no to clients. We fire clients if they're not the right fit. Um, and that has been our key to success that we're not beholden to shareholders or venture capital money that we have to like hit certain number of returns in order to, to keep the lights on. We really, you know, control our own destiny and we do what feels good. So, so we can be picky and, and we can move fast. And I think that's helped us uh, grow a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think those are some really great points there as well. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm glad that that's sort of what has brought your company to where it is today. And, you know, looking back at when you first started your company, if you could tell yourself one thing back then, what would what would that be now? That's always a good question. I, uh, you know, I I think it's that thinking small requires more effort than thinking big. Um, and I think sometimes when you start as an entrepreneur, at least for myself, anyways, that I I, I thought so small in terms of like what you could achieve and what you needed to do. Um, because I was just starting out and, you know, as over the years and as I've changed my perspective and seen what works, I realized that thinking small is actually harder than thinking bigger. Cause if you set a big vision, things and forces will work to help that vision be created. And if you set a small vision, you know, things and forces will work to help that small vision be creative, but it's going to be a lot more of a scramble um, than it is if you, if you think bigger earlier. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a great, great point. Um, and, you know, a definitely a good way to think about it. Um, and I think that's great advice for any other entrepreneurs that, you know, have maybe just started their business or thinking of starting their business. Um, so thank you. And then do you have any sort of one other piece of advice maybe that you would give to someone who is thinking of starting their own business as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think do it because, you know, you never want to live life. My, my mantra is live life with no regrets. 
Um, but also know that, you know, I think the entrepreneur has been made like this sexy rock star thing over the last few years. And it is not, it is, it is a lot of work. It is grueling. You're the last one that gets paid. Um, sometimes for, you go for months without paying yourself. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not all that it's cracked up to be from, from, from the outside look. Um, but with that being said, if it's in your personality type and your DNA, it's extremely rewarding. Uh, and always surround yourself by by good people. Like you don't need to recreate the wheel. Uh, there's lots of entrepreneurs that have done it ahead of you. And, and I'd say reach out to entrepreneurs who are you know at the later stages of their of their career journey because they have so much advice and wisdom. They can save you so much headache and and wrong attempts. Uh, and usually when they're at that later stage of their career cycle, they they're looking for ways to give back. Um, and so they, they want to help young entrepreneurs. So, you know, surround yourself by good people, but reach out to people who are at a later stage in the field or career that, that you want to, the industry that you want to get involved in. Um, you'd be surprised how, how willing and open people are to, to share if you, if you approach them in a, in a genuine and, uh, and humble way. Yes, absolutely. I think that is a really great piece of advice. Um, thank you so much for sharing. I think those are great tips that, you know, other entrepreneurs are, will be able to take and move forward with their company. And, you know, speaking of reaching out, um, do you want to just let our listeners know where they can find you and your business online? Yeah, I mean, we're on every social channel um, at Jive PR Digital. You can find me. I'm, you know, LinkedIn is is where I I, I tend to be most, and, and Instagram as well, um, at Laugh Love Lindsay. But but LinkedIn is is the best way if you want to get in touch touch with me, Lindsay Namiash. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Lindsay. Um, I know I definitely learned a lot and it sounds like, you know, you've had such an incredible journey along and I'm, I'm so impressed with, you know, how your business has come over the 11 years. Um, so thank you for sharing all of your advice. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we have to wrap up here for our listeners? No, just uh, thanks for having me on. Good questions. And I think, you know, I always say to people, like, I love the quote by Martin Luther King. It's like, you know, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. So it doesn't matter, you know, where you want to go, what the end game is, just take the first step towards it. And then the path kind of unfolds before you. Um, so just trust the process. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.